0: Instead of living in that all-or-nothing mindset, which, let's be honest, leaves us mostly in the nothing zone, let's start making moves in a sustainable, joyful, and freeing way, one nugget at a time. So grab some coffee and let's dig into today's nugget. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to today's episode. Today is one that has been requested a few times now, so I thought I would tackle it. Today. So, we are going to talk about nutrition labels and how I read them, what I look for in a nutrition label, and what I actually think is important as a dietitian, um, as someone with a master's in public health nutrition, and as someone who literally went to school. <laughs> about how and learned how these things were kind of made and formulated and written out and so um this is just after years of experience and kind of gathering what is truly important in nutrition label and what we should be focusing on now all that to say a nutrition label is basically just a way to standardize our measurement of the food that we are eating whether it's the serving size the protein the fat the carbs the fiber all the other parts of the label It's just a way to make things uniform and measurable for the general public. And so remember that, um, Just because it's on the nutrition label as a certain serving or as a, you know, maybe it's a high carb, a high protein, whatever it is, doesn't make it any good or bad. It's neutral. It's just information. It's data. And we get to do what we want with it. We want to feel empowered with our nutrition data that we have. And so there are two parts usually to a nutrition label. It's the nutrition facts and then the ingredient list. And I believe both are important. And the first part that you will probably see on a nutrition fact is the serving size. And again, like I said, this is just a way to make things uniform and make things accurate and measurable so they can't just say like a serving of wheat thins right they have to say like 12 or 15 crackers just to make it Standardized across the general population, and it's a tool to help us understand what is in a certain amount of food. And so, sometimes your serving size is going to look more than what it says on the box, and sometimes it's going to look less than what it says on the box because we are not machines, we are not robots, we are not just like you just punch some numbers in and spit out, you know, a health goal or something like that. So, we are all different. And so, the, but the serving size is a general rule of thumb, it generally applies to a healthy and nourishing portion of that food. Um, most people are shocked to find like cereal portion sizes are like half a cup or three quarter cup and not two big cups of cereal, you know, in our big bowl or peanut butter serving sizes. Um, But don't get too caught up in like, this is the right serving size. This is a generalized serving size to make things standard. I don't think that they're that far off, but I have found in my own life and with my clients, you know, sometimes they're like, well, it says two tablespoons, but I actually just want one of dressing. That's fine. You don't have to have the whole serving size just because it's on the label, right? It's not like a rule or something. It's just a guideline. It's a way to make the food measurable. Um, So then you go into the different macronutrients, whether it's fat, there's total fat, and then under total fat, there's usually like saturated fat. polyunsaturated fat, and then you go cholesterol, sodium, carbs, fiber, added sugar, and protein. Those are the typical components of a nutrition label. And the way that I like to use this portion of the label is categorizing the food based on which macronutrient it contains the most of. So for example, I like to use beans as an example. Um, beans are actually a carbohydrate. They're a carbohydrate that has protein and has fiber, so they're a great source of carbohydrate. But I personally don't consider beans as my protein because when you look at the nutrition facts, they contain more carbs than protein, whereas a chicken breast contains way more protein, right? And so this is how I kind of like to categorize my food. Nuts would be mostly a fat that does have, nuts have fiber and protein as well, but they are mostly a fat, right? And so using this as a guideline, again, doesn't mean the food is good or bad, but you feel empowered with that information. You feel like, okay, I know that when I'm looking at my plate and if you're a client of mine, if you've gone through the course or the membership or have worked with me in any capacity, you know, the nourished and free plate method. So you can look down and say, okay, like this is my protein. This is my carb. This is my veggie. This is my healthy fat. And there's my meal. And so once you understand how the nutrition facts are laid out, you are better able to categorize where this food goes on your plate. And so that's just kind of like what the nutrition facts look like. And then when you go into the ingredients list, ingredients lists are actually listed based on how much of that item is in that food. So for example, if you're looking at a granola bar and you look at the ingredients list, if the first ingredient is cane sugar, that means the granola bar has more, most of it is cane sugar. Does that make sense? It's by volume. So whatever makes the most of it. So if you're looking at a frozen burger, probably the first ingredient will be beef, hopefully. Um, And so using that as a gauge will help you realize, okay, how much of sugar is in this food? How much of the actual food I'm eating is in this food? And it is listed based on weight, based on volume. And the ingredients list is also very important. I like to look at the simplest ingredients list possible and a whole, and Choose those foods as the majority of what we are eating in our family. So, for example, wheat thins, you think they're healthy, right? They're called wheat thins, but they have like 20 something ingredients in them. Whereas a sweet potato is just a sweet potato, rice is just rice, beef is just beef, banana is just banana. So, I like to look at simple ingredients lists and I like to have mostly single ingredient foods. Now, of course we still buy snacks. We still buy applesauce packs. And sometimes we get goldfish if there's a good sale because wow, those have really increased in prices lately. Um, But most of the food that I'm trying to bring into the home are single ingredient foods or actually, or at least very minimal ingredients, everything that you can pronounce that you can say and that I can recognize as a whole food that is in this packaged food. So hopefully that kind of helps you read the nutrition labels that you have around your home or when you're at the store but i wanted to go over what i actually look for when i read a nutrition label i look for fiber if i'm eating a food that has a lot of carbohydrate in it i want to have at least one gram of fiber per 10 grams of carbs so if there's 30 grams of carbs i want it to have three grams of fiber fiber is counted under the carbohydrate section and it's so good for our gut health it helps slow down our blood sugar response so our blood sugar doesn't spike as much when we have a carbohydrate that has fiber in it. It actually helps fill us up. It satisfies us. It's very satiating. And it's also great, side note, for our bowel movements, which everyone wants a healthy healthy schedule, am I right? So fiber is something that I always look for. I also look at added sugars, which is a new thing that they added recently to the label. And I think it's great. I still eat things with added sugar. I have a gluten-free brownie mix that I'm waiting to pull out with the kids tonight, hopefully, or tomorrow. Um, So I still eat foods with added sugar. But again, it's what we are eating every day. It's what we are eating most of the time in the family. And this helps differentiate sugar that's in an apple, which comes in, in a matrix of antioxidants and vitamins and minerals and fiber and water versus sugar that's in a Snickers bar, which is literally just sugar and sweet added to a Snickers bar. So it helps you differentiate this source of sugar and where it's coming from. And yes, sugar does all the same thing to our blood sugar. But when you're eating sugar from an apple, it's tied with so many other nutrients and makes it a very nutrient dense food versus sugar from a candy bar. So it kind of helps you differentiate when they add the added sugars in that label. I also look at protein. So I want protein in my foods because it really fills me up. And so whenever I'm eating a bar, I always want to make sure there is actually protein in it because like I said earlier, sometimes these bars are just glorified candy bars and i want to make sure that i'm getting a good quality protein when i'm eating a bar this is why i like bars like built bar i used to eat rx bars before emma's um, cashew allergy and i also really love level one first form level one bars i don't get those as often because they're kind of pricey but they're really really good and so I always want to make sure that those bars are actually keeping me full so when you look at protein it will again add to the satiety factor just like fiber does it helps keep us full which is very very important especially as someone with a history of binge eating and emotional eating my goal is to make sure that i'm setting myself up for success and filling my body up i spent years being hungry from 7 a.m to 4 p.m and then binging from 4 to like 10 p.m so my goal throughout the day is to make sure that foods are satisfying me and that they are satiating and that are fueling me for my day. So those are some of the things that I look for fiber, added sugars, and protein. And remember that these foods are our foundation. We want to be aware of what's in them, but you also want to know that it's okay to still nourish your soul, right? I have a brownie mix. We make cakes, we make cookies. I do make a lot of things homemade when I can, because then I literally know what I'm putting in them, but you do have the balance of nourishing your body, your mind, and your soul. Am I right? So that's where the freedom comes in, where you trust that you have a balanced plate most of the time of the protein, carbs, veggies, and fats, and that you can have ice cream at night, or you can have, you know, go out for pizza with your husband because your foundation is one of nourishment. I'm always about what is your foundation? What are you eating most of the time? Not just some of the time, not just one day a week or twice a week, but what are you eating the majority, the 18 out of your 21 meals of the week, right? What are those foods consisting of? And this is why we are, building a nourishing life. We are building intentional habits. And if you get into the habit of eating these foods most of the time, when you do have those indulgences, those things with added sugar, or maybe not that much fiber, or maybe a super ultra processed food, your body is a little more resilient because you have built a strong foundation. This is exactly what I do in coaching. And I know I've been talking a lot about my newly revamped one-on-one coaching program called Nourish Your Life. And nourish Your Life is all about building intentional habits to nourish your body, your mind, and your soul. So we are getting a little more detailed and specific about what we do with the Nourished and Free Method. We are actually building a nourishing life through habits and through setting intentional goals and habits. And so if you feel like this is something you need, apply for one-on-one coaching. I still have one spot available. One Someone just signed up last night. So I still have one spot available for you that you can start nourishing your whole self. Applications are coming in. I am chatting with a few women who are interested in it. So if you are interested too. To, scroll down to the show notes and click the link to apply for coaching and we will chat and see if it's a good fit for you. So I hope that this episode was helpful. I know I, I get a lot of questions about nutrition facts and labels. It can be confusing. So I hope that this kind of simplified it for you and helped you realize what's actually important in that label so you don't get stuck in the weeds and get you know, paralysis by analysis. Um, and so I hope everyone has a great day and I will chat with you later. Bye friends.